Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Well, you're, oh, congrats to Ole Miss, right? You make a New Year's Six. We yeah, didn't yeah, talk yeah. about them. Yeah, top 10 team, you know. Yeah. It's not going to get better than what it is right now for them. Very true. Because, again, you're in there with the Bamas and the, everybody else of the world. So, to, to be playing New Year's Six Bowl, I mean, Lane's – I feel like he's topped out there. Yeah. Am I off with that? That's pretty – I mean, well, yeah, you they to, could not be to... having more fun than they're having right now. I mean, you're never going to win a national championship there. Right. Coming out of the SEC. Yeah. I think but, about their two losses. Georgia and Alabama. I mean, he's hit the ceiling, and he's my my point is he's doing everything you can possibly do at Ole Miss. Yes. Agreed. You know, the most unlikely though for me of the season is Missouri being in the Cotton Bowl against Ohio State. That's crazy. I mean that that this was not and 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 drink to, was to, on the hot seat coming. Yeah, in. to think Memphis played those guys as closely as they did. Very and true. Did they did they have That's a lead a in that one? Yeah, they did have a lead right for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the idea that um, you know. Missouri with Drinkwitz on the hot seat that way, um, you know, it, he was funny. He was on the. Yeah. Uh, did you see what he said on the uh, on nope. the interview? Good. He was, you know, he got the matchup set with uh, Ohio State. He said, "Yeah, just uh, oh, this is uh, Connor Stallions beeping in. Let me get this." Oh, <laughs> pretty funny. Pretty, pretty funny. solid work there. I yeah, like, I like Drink. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, they people there didn't, but I guess you, ha- you have no choice but to they, now. They got to like him now. Well, we'll see, right? You lose Brady Cook after this year. I don't know if he's back or not, um, but if he is. Well, it's the, it's the receiver that's going to the NFL. Luther uh, Burden? Burden. Yeah. So, uh, no, I mean, Brady Cook's only a junior, so you get him back, and, uh, you know, all things possible, right? Let's get you see. some more receivers. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, I think that's... It's that portal, man. I mean, you oh, can grab one. Uh, Kyle McCord entered the portal. We didn't even talk about that. The Ohio State quarterback, where did that come <laughs> it's from? crazy. I mean, what, Money. What, where's they, he going to go? Gotta, they got to upgrade. The right, right. was on he the got, wall for him. He got, he got forced out. That's a push out, out yeah, right? That's a push out right there. Yeah, because you're not going to get any more money from Ohio, than, than you're getting from Ohio State and NIL. I mean... Yeah. It, it's only a downgrade from there. So that was I, Ryan Day saying, "I ain't, I, I ain't going to where you got to go." Cut. Right, right. You weren't, <laughs> you weren't good enough for us. Well, in his case, yeah, he and, and wow. he just didn't do anything all year long. And the and like he had the two bad. I mean, that pick, it was essentially a pick six in the Michigan game. I mean, because they got the ball at the ten yard line, so it was essentially a pick six. Um, and you've had Stroud Fields 
and before that, that's like, that, you're you, right. You gotta, exactly you right. Gotta upgrade, man. Yeah. yeah, you ain't in that cat. You ain't in that. Not so it'd be close. interesting to see what they do. I mean, I don't know who. I got all the nil money, and they can't get Seth in again. Maybe this will back off. That's right. Dylan hey. Gabriel's out there. Is he? Is he? Is he again? He hit the portal again. Are yes. You, are you sure How that, that wasn't a, in a, a, a no? Oh my God! He's, he he's a six-year. He's a grad transfer. Clear redshirt numbers. Yeah, so he could go to Mississippi State or Ohio State. Wow! Because he could follow his coordinator to Mississippi State. Is that COVID? Still part COVID, still, part I, grad I, I, transfer. I, I, thought, I thought he was saying goodbye to college football. No, That's what I thought. He's not going to go to the NFL. So, like, why not go again to someplace else? I don't Dylan know. Gabriel could be at Mississippi State next year. That would be uh, that would be remarkable if that happened. I would, and the Duke quarterback's going to Notre Dame, we think? Yes. Yeah. Done deal. Uh, Bryson Barnes, the Utah quarterback, entered the portal. He wasn't bad. Yeah, portal's today, right? First day, yeah. officially. He wasn't bad. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I guess there are a few options out there. I don't know if he – I don't know if Dylan Gabriel is a Big Ten quarterback, though. It doesn't – it doesn't feel like that to me. He's a little small. He feels like an SEC Big 12, honestly. That'd be my guess. I don't know. Mississippi State, though. Mississippi State, you know, Tom, you, you better really love the damn offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you better really, like, have a tight relationship because you're going from, yeah. you know, Norman, Oklahoma. I guess it's not that different, I guess, Starkville from Norman. I mean, it's probably the same gist, college town, you know, in the South. I'm going to see what Ryan Silver going to reach in and pull out. Might be some defensive guys. Well, it's, it's what he hasn't lost that's the most important thing right now, right? Lost a few, but... Yes, it's what's going to make you the favorite next year. But you brought back, you know, you the, some of the biggest pieces. So, yeah, we'll see what he picks off. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, tra- the transfer portal is open. We'll see how that uh, all shakes out. Now, it's time for the Jason and John Show. Respect Burgers. Sizzling Respect Burgers, served hot and fresh from Jason and John. You have to give a respect burger to the San Francisco 49ers who talked that ish this offseason, saying that their 31-7 loss uh, last year to Philly in the NFC title game was a fluke because they hurt Brock Purdy. And they said it would be different the next time they saw him, uh, so much so that D-Bill Samuels even calling guys out, calling them trash. Uh, James Bradbury, he'd called James trash in the offseason. Did Debo Samuel and the 49ers back it up? Man, did they ever. 42-19. John's giving you a lot of the stats. Purdy, 19-27, threw for 314 yards, four TDs. He was outstanding. Uh, Debo Samuel, the aforementioned Debo that talked all that trash, only had 138 total yards and three touchdowns. It looked like he was playing at a different speed than the Philadelphia Eagles defense was. And, oh, by the way, that's a good Philadelphia Eagles defense. There's no question about that. Um, There were ejections in this thing. You had uh, a San Francisco player get into it with, as John mentioned, the head, excuse me, at the head of uh, Philadelphia security. Both were tossed. I was up at the edge of my seat like the tension was there. This is the best rivalry in the NFL by far right now. It's like it's not even close. And it felt like the refs were having to break something up on just about every play. It only added to Again, how impressive a performance this was by San Francisco. Because, again, in a, in a game, clearly emotional everything else, you can make mistakes. Uh, and San Francisco, after a slow start, first drive, just absolutely rolled and scoring touchdowns on six straight possessions. Looked like there were nothing the Eagles could do. And that was what was so strange is because, again, this is an Eagles team that came in this game 10-1. and one. And so you have got to give San Francisco uh, the respect burger for talking that trash, saying this is what it was, this is why – we lost that game last year in the NFC Championship and then doing this again in the house of the Eagles 
you do this there, that's pretty darn impressive. And right now, uh, my Super Bowl pick, because John has said it, when they have been healthy, right, had Trent, had Debo in the lineup, they've looked like the best team in football. And for whatever reason, having Trent and Debo in there, hell, it feels like it makes the defense play better as well. And so you saw both sides of it from San Francisco in that victory. All right, moving on. Said we'd have to give it to him if he if he did this. And I think you do, even if he doesn't win a national championship. Nick Saban. Respect. Um, arguably the best coaching job of his career. They get the win over Georgia 27-24. And, uh, you know, John can tell you he knew it was coming all year long, and maybe he did. But there was a point this season where we had clearly written Alabama off. You lose by double digits at home to Texas. I believe you were tied at the half with South Florida like the next week. Milrow had yep. been demoted. It's yep. like, well, no chance to compete this year. And all they've done is won their last 11 games, including the big one, and in winning the big one, uh, the SEC title game. You snap Georgia's 29-game winning streak, and you, you, you kill any chance the Bulldogs have of going for three straight. I asked John this this morning to see if he knew it off the top of his head or had seen it. Nick Saban's record against Kirby Smart, who we had said, and I think probably fairly, seemed to have established the new standard in college football the last couple of years with what they've done. Saban is now 5-1 and one against him. 5-1? Wow. and one. wow. He practically owns him. Um, and so for, for all of those reasons, and again... Only lost in the championship game. Yes. And, and, wow. and, and again, think about last year's team. Think about what Saban lost. You lost the number one pick in the draft and the number three pick in the draft. Oh, but we don't talk about what Will Anderson uh, Jr. is doing for Texans either, John. But on that, dude has been a stud for them. Yeah. And so you lose the one and three picks. But back to the point, like whether it's, you know, been Bryce Young or Jalen Hurts or Tua, you don't have that in Jalen Miro. And I'm with John that Jalen is playing as well as anyone as a quarterback right now. But he is not right now. I mean, maybe this could change it. And we never saw it for Jalen Hurts when he was in college. Um this dude does not compare to what he's had in terms of the NFL talent the last three years. They've ma- helped make him into what he is. You got to give Milrow a lot of credit. He he he. Uh, be d- easy to lose the faith after you're demoted or think this ain't going to happen for me here at Alabama and be ready to move on, get checked out. He didn't when he was demoted. He stayed in. But more credit back to again Saban and the way they adjusted around him. They figured out, look, this is the best thing we got on the roster. We've got to adjust this offense. We frankly got to let him run. We got to let him be an athlete. And in doing that and loosening things up, we'll find some passing lanes for him to throw, and you got to give the the kid credit. He's made the throws, and he did them against Georgia. But Saban, uh, to go back to that whole, well, Georgia is the new standard. Again, I think when you are Nick Saban, you are five and one against Kirby Smart, and you just put them out. I think you could still reasonably claim, even without having to point to it and say, "I got to win a national championship this year." This guy's won seven of them. Uh, that was some goat stuff we saw over the weekend. So tip of the cap to Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. All right, moving on. And it just feels like nobody's talking about this kid enough. And maybe I guess when you break down the numbers and you look at it next to Jaden Daniels and all that, what Jaden Daniels has done is far more impressive. Mm-hmm. But I just I can't get over how it feels like everybody has been against Washington and Michael Penix Jr. in the sense that they gave you no chance. Nine-and-a-half-point underdogs. You were this weekend to Oregon. And what did he do? He went out and outplayed 
the guy who coming into this game, at least according to FanDuel, yep. Bo Nix was the the favorite for the Heisman. Yeah. You go in this game, you outplay him, you throw for you're the game MVP, throw for 319 yards and a touchdown. They got a big game from the running back as well. But Michael Penix Jr., all he does is you tell him he can't do it, and and, and, and they win 13 and 0, pack first pack 12 team to make the college football playoffs since 2016. I just think at some point we got to respect what this kid has done and ask the question. I mean, I. I told John in the in the in the break. I said, "Why not Michael Penix Jr. for the Heisman?" And he correctly pointed out to me that what Jaden Daniels has done right now, when you put those numbers up, there's just no comparison. But think about it. two back-to-back 4,000-yard seasons. You've knocked off Oregon twice in the same season. Those are two of the best wins in college football. And you got the Pac-12 in the freaking college football playoff. Just a heck of a performance by that entire Washington team. But. Michael Penix Jr., who isn't being looked at as a high-level draft prospect, doesn't feel like he's like fifth, sixth down the list. Right. And uh, apparently is not going to win the Heisman. I think now you got to give it to Jaden Daniels, especially now that you don't have to give it to Bo Nix. I always thought that was crazy. Um, Michael Penix Jr. is a stud. He gets it done. And as uh, as the Washington said, yeah, I said, as long as they've got him, they feel like they got a chance. They're never out of it. Um, and after building an early lead and that Oregon come all the way back, he made the throws down the stretch that he had to. Uh, so shout out to Washington, Michael Penix Jr. Moving on, back here locally. We mentioned this on Friday, and I'm glad we did because they went out and did it. Houston High School football, man. Hey. How, about, how about a round of applause? Hey. Yeah, the Mustangs. Class 6A champions after taking down the three-time defending Class 6A champion, uh, Oakland, Murfreesboro, Oakland, uh, 24-9 to win the school's first football state championship. It was the first time, you know, in terms of representation from the Memphis area had been a while. And the, the area's first state title in any division since 2019. So we had been shut out of this thing all the way across the board for the for a while. And I believe it was uh, – it's the first public school title since 2016. So, again, private schools uh, had won the last one. I think ECS, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, was our last overall period. But, yeah, man, Oak, uh, uh, Houston goes up there after uh, uh, shutting out Brentwood in the semifinals, after knocking off Germantown in the game before that. They go up there get it done. Damon Sissa was named uh, most valuable player. He had a two-yard touchdown run, also had a pick in the game, uh, but a shout-out, obviously, to head coach James Thomas and the Houston High football team. They've got Andre Allen's son on that team as well. I don't know that we've talked about that here on the show. Andre Allen, former Tiger, uh, his son is on that team as well. He was out there cheering this team on. But, yeah, man, uh, just because this doesn't happen much in Memphis anymore, and uh, COVID was part of that. There's no question about that. COVID changed a lot of things around here in terms of thinning out some uh, some programs that were good. Uh, a lot of players went out to the to the counties, the private schools, and everything else, especially in the public school yep. level. Where here you got a Houston team again, first uh, local team since 2019 win a, win a state championship, and they do it in 6A against the uh, a stud Oakland program that won the last three uh, state championships. And uh, yeah. That's uh, that's this weekend's this week's edition of Respect Burger. I couldn't remember or not if I had one more, but that's it. That's it. Yeah, Disrespect Dog is going to go to uh, JB Smiley, who's a council member here, a council member here in Memphis, who is potentially trying to hold up this stadium ownership transfer from Simmons Bank from the city to the University of Memphis. Uh, he is uh, sponsoring a resolution that would make the stadium ownership transfer contingent on the addition of board seats. Uh, for the city at the University of Memphis Auxiliary Services Foundation. So a little bit of uh, politicking going on here, Jason. Uh, and uh, according to Daily Memphian, 
this could uh, it, it could potentially imperil a fifty million dollar really? gift from FedEx founder Fred Smith and his family and throw the renovations of the stadium into limbo. Can't do that. He's going. He's going to have to. going to have to back down. Yeah. So the because again, you don't get the fifty without the ownership transfer. That's part of why Fred did. Wow. It. Right. The foundation bylaws won't allow for more board seats. So that is the. That is the holdup here. So there's some politicking going on, no question about it. Um, yeah, you can't hold that up. And what a shame. Well, he's trying. So, but again, even the mayor and others have pointed out that it's a liability for the city, you know, the ownership of it. Yeah. Like, you, ha- you have to hand this thing over. You don't. Then you cut off the 50 that they're getting from Fred, and you still you, you still have control of this liability. So it, it, they'll they'll stand down yeah. eventually. Stand so this down! There's some politicking. Memphis politicking. Unbelievable. Who was it initially? Martavius? Yeah, now, initially it's, uh, now it's J.B. Smiley. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, we'll just calm down. Come back. Jason Fitz going to join us, talk to him uh, about the NFL College Football Committee, all that and more on the other side. Jason and John, how do you turn to family? Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. ESPN. Jason Fitz, the host for Yahoo Sports, Fox Sports Radio. Man of many talents, joins us every single Monday, and he joins us now. Uh, okay, committee made the decision. They did what uh, I think some people questioned whether or not they would do. Uh, what is sort of your uh, grand opinion about the four and who was in and who was not? I mean, here's the thing. I'm glad I'm not on the committee. And this is the first time the committee's ever really been held to the fire this way. I, I think, honestly, the hardest part about this is my heart breaks for Florida State. My heart breaks for Mike Norvell, who you guys know, I know, has been and nothing but kind to me ever since I met him at Memphis, right? Like, 
he's a guy I root for in college football. So, like, my heart breaks for Florida State. But right now, if I had to bet my house on Alabama versus Florida State on a neutral field, I would take Alabama. And so the hard part about this is what do you do with undefeated when it's clear today that based on the way they look today, they're not better than Alabama. So, frankly, if I'd been on that committee – I feel terrible doing it, but I would have made the, the same decision. I, the, the, the top three were clear. The question then becomes, what do you do now? And we live in a world where zero losses and one losses are seen comparably by a lot of people. And none of it's simple. I mean, everybody, like guys that played the game, were arguing it with each other at the highest level, yelling at each other at the highest level about how it should all be handled. But the thing I would remind everybody is from the outset, there are only four teams in the college football playoff. There are five Power Five conferences. The thing was designed to create this chaos. It just never happened until the last year. There was always the possibility of five undefeated Power Fives and somebody being left out. So I just think that this is worst-case scenario for Florida State, and it sucks that it happened to them this year. But you can't tell me Alabama's not better. So uh, it, it's just I, I feel for them, but I think the committee got it right. What do you What do you say to the job that Nick Saban's obviously done this year? At one point, I was just telling John, we've ridden them off, right? you uh, you lose by double digits at home. It's embarrassing to Texas, and then you know you're you're at halftime. You're tied with South Florida, so uh, you win eleven straight, knock off Georgia, which was seeking to you know win three in a row. Just how high in terms of up on the level of accomplishments list was this win in this SEC title game with this Alabama team? How did he possibly bench a quarterback and not kill his confidence? Like, there's going to have to be a yep, yep. a study done on that because. Typically, when you bench somebody like Milrow, man, he ain't getting them back. You are so like, right. You're so he, right. Yep. He's going to hit the transfer portal, and everything's going to be done. And somehow they kept him engaged. And here's the thing. Like, if you look at his numbers, his, his completion percentage is garbage. But I would remind everybody that that's in part by design. Like, what, what they figured out as a team early on in, in this resurgence of Milrow is that he can heave the ball downfield, and they got guys that can get it. So he just recklessly throws the ball downfield, which does, by the way, hurt your completion percentage. That That's going to happen. But by forcing defenses to step back, now all of a sudden they've created one-on-one opportunities for their athletic quarterback against linebackers. And I thought Georgia would win that matchup. But what was interesting is on the broadcast, they even pointed out early on, Georgia had two guys staying there to try and spy Milrow. And they still couldn't stop him. So then they sent everybody, and they still couldn't stop him. Like, Milrow has turned in to the, the closest thing we've seen to Cam Newton in a very long time at the college football level. And it is alarming to me to see the development of him. Like, huge credit to the quarterback. I, I, it's unfortunate he got benched because I can't – I don't have a Heisman vote. If I did, I would not be able to vote for somebody that got benched in the same season against bad teams. But right now he is clearly playing like one of the top players in college football – and that's coaching. That's development. That's like part of it's on the young man, but a lot of it has to go to the coaching staff. Saban, Saban gets a gold star for this one. No doubt. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of you know uh, talk on social media about the uh, reaction when they were announced as the as the number four team there from uh, from the Michigan conference room. Did you think think there was anything uh, out of the ordinary or, per, or particularly interesting about that reaction, or was that just natural there? No, no, no. That that's Michigan realizing they're up against it. I mean, the thing of it is, Michigan's offense has been broken the last three weeks, and it was broken against Iowa, too. Like, I miss me with all the conversation about Iowa's great defense. Iowa's defense is good. That's fine. But this is now three weeks in a row that we have seen just borderline incompetence at times from the Michigan offense. Now, I'll give you that Penn State was a stylistic decision. Hey, we're going to run the ball. We're going to do what we do. We're going to shove it down your throats. There's not a dang thing you can do about it. I love that. 
but realistically, you also got to look at the way they've handled down and distance, the way that they've looked at their passing game. Like, I just don't think Michigan's offense has been in sync at all. And now they're going to have to take on an Alabama team where you ain't going to win unless you can figure out a way to put up 30 because they're going to put up 30 on you. Like, that Rose Bowl game, I, I look, I was, I was hosting a Twitter Spaces uh, for Yahoo as uh, the announcement came out. And while I was on the spaces, I emailed one of my bosses and said, get me to the Rose Bowl. I want to cover this thing because Michigan, Alabama, Michigan knows it. You know it. I know it. Like there is nothing given Michigan, Florida state. They'd be a double digit favorite. They would wallop them like Michigan, Alabama right now. I'd, I'd be betting the house on Bama. I've, I've been so impressed by Penix Jr. And just the way, you know, nine and a half point underdogs. Nobody gave him a chance in the second one against Oregon. That's after you, you'd already beat him once. Just that game that, you know, with Texas, it almost feels like, you know, what we just talked about, like Alabama, Michigan feels like the title game, but we should, we should pay attention to this one as well. I'm, I'm telling myself that just in terms of the way that one stacks up, who's coming out of it. Should we doubt Michael Penix Jr. Again, or are we fools to do so against Texas? I, you know, here's the crazy thing about Washington is that you're right, not only has Penix played well, he hasn't pressed. And to me, it was such an opportunity to go in and say, hey, I want to be the big man on campus. I want to be just, I want to be the story in college football after the Pac-12 championship game. I'm going to make it work. And you got one of the best wide receivers in the country to make it work with. What did Washington do? They ran the hell out of the yes, ball with did. Dylan Johnson, right? Like, And I think that that just speaks to the sacrifice of ego that maybe we haven't understood with Michael Penix Jr. throughout the course of this season. Like, there are games he takes over, and there are games that he lets the game come to him. And I I think that's a real strength. The problem is now you're taking on what I think is the hottest team in the country, Texas. And, you know, Texas is just wildly explosive. And think about this. Five months ago, the question was, all right, how long until Arch Manning gets in the game? Now, if Quinn Ewers comes back, the question is, how much is Arch going to get from somebody in the transfer portal? Like, Quinn Ewers has played so well, we have forgotten Arch Manning is even on the Texas roster. Like, that is stunning when you think about it. That young man with ball placement, with his ability to find the open guy, oh, Texas is playing beautiful football right now, and their defense swarms. So I think it's going to take the absolute – like, right now – I'm leaning Alabama and Texas in the national championship game. And that's, which, by the way, would be absolutely epic to have the, you know, for all of the people that don't love this committee selection, you'd have Alabama having the chance to avenge their only loss of the season in the national championship game. Like, inject that in, in a national championship game in Houston, that'd be home field basically for Texas. Oh, God, just, just put that in my veins right now. But, to your point, a week ago, I thought we'd be talking about Oregon, right. not Washington. Right. So, like, I, I've been sleeping on Penix in Washington all year. Shame on me. Uh, Kyle McCord uh, entered the transfer portal. I mean, maybe this should not have been a surprise. It still felt like one. Um, is, is this Ryan Day in Ohio State saying, sorry, young man, but you're not up to snuff for our program here? And what do you make of that if that is indeed what happened? I think this is a living, breathing example that name image likeness has now created free agency in college football and the difference is there is absolutely no salary cap. So if you're Ohio State, you look around and are you really interested in developing a guy? Are you interested in taking the Jalen Milrow approach or do you just want to find the best guy in the transfer portal every year? Notre Dame did it with Sam Hartman, right? Like you're just trying to go out and find the best guy that you can. I think there's two sides to this. Number one, there's no way McCord's leaving unless he's been given the sense that they've got somebody else coming in. But number two, McCord's going to get some money on the open market. Like in an NIL world where we've got coaches step out and say, oh, yeah, you got to have, you know, $2 million to get a quarterback now. 
McCord will capture that. And, and I don't fault these guys at this point. Like, if you are not sure that Sundays are in your future, then, man, you have a chance to take care of your family tree. You do that. So, like, I, I think this is the modern college football landscape. Like, every year, quarterbacks that have been good enough but think they can be great, like DJ Uyunglele is back in the transfer portal. Why? I mean, in my mind, a coaching change, and now you turn around and say, hey, maybe somebody else will pay me 1.5 to come play over here. Maybe I can get $2 million to go play over there. And then all of a sudden, no matter what happens in your Sunday career, what you did on Saturday changes the rest of your life. Um, Fitzy, NFL – Who's best equipped when San Francisco is fully healthy like we have uh, like we saw it yesterday? And they got Trent, they got Debo uh, and, and McCaffrey all out there. Who's best equipped to take them down? Is it still the Philadelphia Eagles after yesterday? Is it somebody in the AFC? Because bank on it, they're going all the way to the Super Bowl. That was an absolute smackdown that they put on. And it feels like when they've been healthy, that's pretty much what we've seen from them. Think about this, too. We haven't seen a ton of just massive, good teams blowing out good teams this year. We saw that. The Ravens obviously did that to, to the Lions. We've seen, we've seen a little bit of that. Most of that has come from the 49ers. So to your question, like matchup-wise, if I was looking on paper, my answer would be the Cowboys. Like the Cowboys look like they're best equipped to, but guess what? The Cowboys got the snot kicked out of them by this 49ers team, right? Like I don't know how you stop this version of San Francisco. Now we all saw the three game losing streak and health was part of that. And, I think Purdy hit a little bit of a wall. That was part of that. But, man, you look at the way he's throwing the football right now. You look at the way they're scheming guys open right now. You look at their defense, even even though he wasn't a big part of last night. Like, the move for Chase Young is a yet another year where San Francisco is address, uh, aggressive at the trade deadline to make the strength better. They did it with Christian McCaffrey when nobody thought they needed it yep. on the offense, yep. right? Like, that's what they do? My God, like, uh, just, this is – this is simple right now. It, it, San Francisco is clearly the best team in the NFL, and it's not even close. I don't know how you stop this version of this team, especially if they're healthy. Like, I just I don't see a fatal flaw that you say, oh, but if you could attack this one thing, you better have playmakers at every level on the defensive side of the ball and guys at every level on the offense that can get open. Talking to Jason Fitz, host for Yahoo Sports and Fox Sports Radio here uh, on the show. Saturday Night Football Obviously, another uh, another L, second L in three games for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this one on the road at Lambeau. Uh, obviously, great win for Green Bay, but how how much of that do you come away with thinking about Kansas City and and what they can or maybe can't do? You know, this NFL season with their weapons on offense. Yeah, I mean, here's the biggest part of what we saw last night is that the Chiefs, when their offense or when their defense, I should say is off or when their defense, as it was last night, is just decimated by injuries. If the Chiefs' defense doesn't bring an A-plus effort, the Chiefs are, are, are gettable. And that's weird to be saying, right? Like, and for years we've looked at it and said, Mahomes can save you in any situation. Well, uh, realistically, uh, this offense, no. And, and even Rasheed, like Rasheed Rice is becoming that guy for him. Isaiah Pacheco played well until he stupidly hit somebody last night. But – you, you look at that, like there are things that are going right for the offense and it's still not good enough. Uh, Jordan Love carved that defense up last night. The defense had an off day. And for years, we've looked at it and say, okay, well, if the defense has an off night, who cares? Like you've got Mahomes in this offense. I, right now, man, I, I don't feel that way at all. Like there, there's a very open opportunity right now. Baltimore, to me, is the best team in the AFC as we stand. But Jacksonville deserves some consideration and that's depending on what they continue to do. And you know, I think right now the Chiefs look like they're spiraling towards disappointment in a year where we thought the AFC was going to be the dominant conference, and now instead we're looking around and it's like, man, I don't know, 
the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Lions, when they're playing the way the Lions can play, like there are four Super Bowl caliber teams in the NFC. Are there four Super Bowl caliber teams in the AFC this year? I don't think so. So like, it's crazy that I I think the windows, uh, the door is more open than I thought it would be for Kansas City, and they can't run through it without their defense playing lights out. Uh, you know, some nasty situations right now. We had them come together, Fitzy, Chargers and Patriots, in a 6 to nothing game. That was just more evidence that both sides need to move on from their head coach. And I realize when I'm talking about that with the Patriots, you're talking about a, a GOAT. But zero points. You're in a position, uh, Fitzy, and we've talked about this with you. I think you're with us on this. But it just seems to get worse and worse every week for them. You're going to be in a position where you're really going to let Bill Belichick you know, with the number two pick, perhaps maybe maybe it's the one. We'll see if Carolina can get more than one win. But you're going to really let him pick the next quarterback and then be in charge of developing him based on what we've seen with Mac Jones. And you throw you know Zappy out there yesterday, and it's a hot mess. I just the the, the further the closer we get to the end of the regular season, I just feel like Robert Kraft has got to be thinking, man, if I keep going forward with this and let him pick my next quarterback, what's it going to lead me to? Yeah, well, and ask ourselves this: other than Tom Brady. What quarterback was just staggeringly developed by Bill Belichick? Right, and I, I mean, right. you know, that's the hard part of this conversation. And nobody wants to say this, but remember a few months ago when Caleb Williams was uh, rumored to be thinking of staying in school rather than going to Arizona, it was like, well, yeah, he's so good. He's going to tell a team no. I mean, we've softened a little bit on Caleb. But also, I guess my question would be, why aren't we saying that about the Patriots? Like, it is clearly the worst roster oh. in the NFL, which, by the way, Belichick created. Uh, they, they have clearly the worst coaching in the NFL other than their head coach, which, by the way, are all people that he's fired. Like, there's no reason for hope right now for New England. That I, I don't understand why we're still giving that pass out. Like, and this is not the regurgitation of Brady versus Belichick. This is just fact for where we are now. Brady went somewhere else and won at the highest possible level because he's Brady. Belichick has not been able to do a damn thing with the pieces he has. And those are the pieces he selected. So, like, I just exactly. – I feel like right now the, the Patriots are a disaster. If I'm Robert Kraft, I don't want Belichick making those decisions. It looks like – and I know this is ageist to say, but it looks like the game has passed him by. And if that's the case, then you got to get somebody in there right now because you can't afford to waste another pick. Like, having this opportunity to take Drake May or Caleb Williams is so stinking special. Yep. I don't think any franchise could screw it up, but I don't think that the Patriots would do any better with it than any of the other Bears, Panthers, Cardinals-type teams we're talking about. That's the category they belong in in the conversation now. Yeah, by the way, as we speak, uh, Shaq Leonard signing with the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, he picked Philly over there. Yeah, so help is on the way. Help is on the way. Uh, uh, Rich get richer. Yeah, so it sounds like... uh, they, you know, they probably pick up the recruiting pitch after uh, after yesterday. There's no question about it. Fitz, you the man. Appreciate you as Thank always. Thank you so much, Fitz. The New York Jets, as we get out of here, they want to make a change at quarterback again. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is not going to play. That was all exactly what we said it was, which was a, a very um, egotistical, self-involved, uh, you know, Little way to get back into the headlines, but he ain't coming back this year. Jets lose again. They lose to the Falcons over the weekend. And they want to go, They want to make a quarterback change, Jason. They want to go back to Zach. And Zach says, I ain't doing it. What? Zach's reluctant to go back you into the starting job. get baby self back out there, little boy. He doesn't want to burn his red shirt. So he, he's, uh, he is saying, you know what? No, I'm not doing it. You would do it if you were Zach? I mean, what a that, – that is a – they are setting that man up to what, fail. What a little boy move is that? You are a professional. You better get back out there. Get that. You're on a contract. Back out there. 
What do you think this is college? You want to transfer, fool? He wants to tra- enter the transfer portal, the NFL. So yeah, that is, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard, and it just shows you the just speaks to his lack of maturity. I thought I thought maybe he'd done a little bit of growing up in the few months he's been around Aaron Rodgers, but I guess not even that. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's a little a little baby move right there. It is, but and we'll see if I mean, they're they're trying they're trying to convince him to go back in. That's what they're doing this week. They're that, trying to see. Convince this him. has become a circus, and Salah's in trouble now. Oh well, yeah. Defense has let go, so you don't even you're not even acing that anymore. Just be careful here. Again, Aaron's taking over your team. Exactly. Nobody talk about you. Anymore. He's on the headset. You know, yeah. he's calling the plays. Yeah, watch out, Salah. Yeah, they, they can pull this thing out from under you for a must win next year. With Aaron back, that's what they're going to look at. Mm. Well, we'll see. It's something to, something to watch. Something always fascinating with that. Uh, and we'd have got Dalvin Cook for nothing. Man, that man ain't doing nothing but fumbling. I mean, he was washed. The Minnesota Vikings knew what they were doing, didn't they? I guess so. Uh, anyway, uh, that's the latest in the NFL. It's going to do it for us today. Thanks to Jason Fitz for joining us on the show. Gino and Jeffrey are up next. Stick around. For Jason, I'm John. We're gone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.